Hey, welcome back to another edition of Dog in It. I think you know the gentleman to my what is it? Left, left here. Yeah, left over here. Here, how are you, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. I need some kind of like special guest like photo on the intro. I think I think it's time. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about I was thinking about uh, uh, redoing it just the other day. As a matter of fact, I think it was just yesterday where I was thinking about it. Don't go although, away your, although your I don't know if you want to be I don't know if you want to be more associated with this show after the last couple of weeks, or if you want to be more distance <laughs> given, yeah, gonna, given the way things have gone. I'm gonna start wearing a life jacket. Well, the fun's only getting started, buddy. Yep. It is. We uh, it is. but we're gonna we're gonna leave the the uh, politics the out and have fun today, huh? We're gonna talk pool. We're gonna talk champions. We're gonna talk great players. There's a yep. ton to discuss with the two that we got on deck. We got Sophia Mass, who's gonna be joining us uh, here a little later on in the show, and then we also have uh, Tyler Steyer, who we're gonna be bringing in. Uh, and also, Mike, uh, just to let you and everybody else know, I'm working on getting Double J on the show. Um, hopefully tomorrow. There's some other guess that you know i'm working on mike's working on but uh we'll leave that till we get them a little further yeah all, all your you're calling people for guests now and they're all contacting your lawyers first it's uh <laughs> the days the days are changed we're i'm ruffling a lot of feathers mike you know you're still yeah. you get a much better pass probably because you're not a jerk like i am but uh you know i'm liking yeah. i'm liking the way things are going for the most part Good. so Good. so anyhow let's bring in uh texas open just finished up this week we got a guy who uh, who snapped it off in fashion, not just not just coming up with the with the win, but coming up with the win in style in style, not style in style in Tyler style. How are you, buddy? What's going on? Doing good. You guys? Good, good. Doing good, good man. How are you feeling now that you've had a couple of days to kind of take in the the win and the victory, and and uh, now that you're going to be the 50th winner of the Texas Open? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. It, it really is. Uh, Emily actually just congratulated me this morning. I said, your commentators can't play me a 10-ball player anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> got a 9-ball win under my belt. So uh, Yeah. Is yeah, this, everybody's like, oh, he's just a 10-ball player. Um, is this a bigger win for you than than uh, Bucharest? Uh, I didn't win. I didn't play Bucharest. I, I don't know. I Who, the, uh, Cup. the uh, Kremlin Cup. Kremlin. Russia. Kremlin. I would say bigger in an aspect of, um, you know, winning it here, but no, I mean, um, the, the Kremlin cup was, uh, I think it was big for me cause it helped give me confidence that I could win internationally cause it's, it's yeah. really difficult to, to travel, find yeah. different foods and jet lag and all that. Um, so I think, uh, and someone told me that I was the fourth player or I was the only player in the last 20 years besides Shane that won a WPA event on international. So that was, that was that pretty right? cool. That's a stat that Pinozo ought to know. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds about right. I mean, yeah, you know, besides, you think of, you think Shane, of American players winning international events and it, the, the, the list is pretty slim. And, you know, for a lot of those years, there weren't a lot of opportunities other than China, you know, yeah, world championship, exactly. a couple of those. Exactly. So there's more opportunity now, but still, uh, it's been a long time, so yeah, that that was a that was a good uh, a good feather in your cap for sure. Yeah, people that know me, I'm I'm pretty patriotic, so winning winning overseas is, is can't tell by your clothing. Me. No, yeah, right. There's, <laughs> right. We would we would have never guessed, buddy. We would have never right. guessed. 
Um, does that kind of put like a chip on your shoulder or motivate you up until this point? Like as far as maybe not just putting more respect on your name, but putting more respect on like the American pool players in general. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, we get a lot of, a lot of, you know, smack talk towards us. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, directed yeah. towards us for sure. It's motivating. Definitely. Um, and you get, you get sick of hearing it, but a lot of times when people are talking smack, it's probably true. Right. So you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. The Americans haven't had the, the best results um, and trying to change that you know, one yeah. pool at a time, I guess you could say. Yeah, you fight back with results, right? Exactly. exactly. Your game's been trending on the upwards, Tyler, for the last, let's say, year and a half, buddy, like more so than, you know, let's say the last few years, you know, following that Kremlin Cup victory. You know, what, what would you accredit the, the progression and, and where you're heading at and, and where your game, you know, peaked at over the weekend in getting this victory? Being obsessed. Really, I'm just obsessed. <laughs> I hate, I hate to lose money. I can't, I can't even tell you. Um, and, uh, you know, December is a lot of motivation, as you know. We all know what's in December. So, um, hate to lose. You know, um, and I, I just I just want to win as much as I can um, and just let everything else take care of itself. How do you channel that and control that, uh, you know, that that obsession, that passion and not let it get the better of you? Um, there's a, a good friend of mine that says um, mind over feelings. Right. Sometimes you have to put emotions to the side and just, just take control of everything. Don't let emotions get in the way. Um, so just, you know, taking that with everything that happens, whether you have a bad match, a good match, bad roll, tough draw, you know, lose your luggage, who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Just don't, don't go straight to emotional because that's what, you know, usually happens to most people. And yeah. then just say, okay, just instead of, instead of making it a big deal, just be like, okay, what's the best I can get from this situation? Kind of stay neutral and move on. How big of a factor is uh, is your better half, Tyler, and kind of keeping you honed in and focused and and staying on the positive? Oh, she's my rock, man. Um, really is my. Um, I, have, I have three biggest fans. I gotta be careful, mom, dad, and wife. I have to be very careful. <laughs> don't, don't 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 so. put them in, in, in in order, buddy. Don't put no, them in order. No, no, no. Put them in, order. No, no. In, in any order, mom, yeah, dad, okay. and wife. Yeah, okay. There you go. Whatever. There you go. They're all tied yeah. for first. Um, so yeah, she, she's unbelievable. I have the best practice partner in the world. Um, and I mean, she's a coach as well. So she points out things that she might be seeing that I'm doing. I'll point out things that she's doing. Um, I got to sweat a lot of her matches in Spokane, Washington this weekend. I was watching her on YouTube between my matches. So, um, yeah, we just, we're the biggest supporters of each other and, um, love each other to death and love pool and want to get the game going in the direction it should be going. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind her staying back in Spokane, Tyler, versus coming and competing um, at the Texas Open? Because you guys could have played in the in the uh, Scotch together. You could have she could have played in the women's event. So what was the what, what was the backstory on on her hanging back where you guys were coming from? She uh, she couldn't play in the women's. She event couldn't play in the women's event because she's, she's top ten. She's, she's top, top 10. four, top ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. WPBA yeah. stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so she can't play. She was in the same situation that, that uh, oh. um, April was fighting the last couple of years that we've been talking about. 
So yeah. well, but the you're, look, the WPBA, you're lucky I got my hands full with the WPA. So I'll, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave w, that right now. The WPBA uh, takes really good care of the, the girls in the, the top ranking. So their payouts are pretty solid for a woman. I think every women's event has to have fifteen thousand added to it minimum in order to make it a sanctioned event. So. Right. That's, that's pretty strong. And I think uh, I'd, I'd like for all the men's events to have 15,000 added minimum for ranking points too. So that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. So they, they have a good foundation going. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I support them 100%. I see the way they treat the girls. So they're, they're doing good things. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're a balls and strikes kind of guy. So I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Mike, what do you got? <laughs> no, it's, well, I mean, you know, talk about Texas Open. Um, you know, you had a Pretty good, pretty good lineup to go up against, you know, playing yep. Ty, uh, Skyler and uh, Gomez and Shane and Vitali and Sergio. Um, you know, did you feel like your game progressed each match? Did you have any matches that were more of a slog or, or did you feel really comfortable the whole time? Um, no, I, uh, Shane and that Raid Shabib gave me the biggest problems. Raid played really strong. It was early on, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he had me down like five to two. I get up eight, six, play a safety after the break. He kicks a hundred miles an hour, makes the nine in a random pocket and then breaks. I saw it. To make I was it. right there. It was yeah, he, he, yeah. he breaks and runs to make it hill hill. And I'm like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, he, he made a mistake and I he made a good out. But yeah, I progressed throughout the tournament, which I think you're supposed to do. Uh, I got, so here's the thing. When you play a pool room, but there's also new cloth, the tables play kind of weird because they're not slick. But they're not bouncy and play short like a normal pool. So some shots play long because of the new cloth, but some shots play short because the balls might not be as clean. And it it's, it's a little bit weird, to be honest. So it, it took me a couple of matches to really get the tables dialed in. Um, but once I did, I was, I was flying for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about that Shane match uh, because, you know, Shane, big albatross uh, for, for you, you know, something you really wanted to get over and you get out to that big lead and then here comes Shane. And uh, tell me what, you know, how your feelings, how your emotions, how your heart was going through that match, through the ups and downs of it, and then breaking and running on the hill like that. I mean, believe it or not, I was super calm because I know I'm playing my best pool right now. So even though like Shane's just going to do what Shane does and that's where I take like the emotions out of it. Like I said, mind over, mind over emotions. And, um, I knew if he gave me a chance, I was clearing up. Right. So, um, I got that chance. I don't know how he broke dry, but Shane Van Boning broke, broke dry for once in his life. And, um, yeah, I was able to clear up and then break and run out. But I, I, I didn't expect to, to, to beat him nine to zero or nine to one after I got a six nothing late. It just doesn't happen. So he, he's super tough to beat. I'm probably his biggest fan. Uh, you know, I've, I've watched everything he's done for the last, you know, what, 16 years, 20 years, something like that. I think he's been the best player in the world for the last 20 years. You know, it's yeah. great, almost 20 years since he won the US Open. So, um, but no, we're, we're, really really good friends we've gotten really close over the last couple of years have a lot of respect for each other and um i just really enjoy playing him because he, he brings out the best in me um most of the time if he's just not keeping <laughs> me in the chair but uh, if you know without without these awesome opponents um 
you know, Sky, Gomez, Shane, Vitaly, and then you get all the Europeans and the Asians, and the list goes on. My game wouldn't be where it's at if it wasn't for those guys sure. pushing me. So. Sure. It, it was pretty poetic, Shane coming up dry in a crucial spot, given how, you know, the match ended out in Sacramento. You know, it, it, it's kind of yeah. a tale of two tapes there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, the, the fact that both of us got the hot seat two tournaments in a row, shows that we're, we're in good form. Um, we're hitting them good, and uh, yeah, just uh, got lucky. He broke dry. I, I, I felt like, you know, even if I lost that match, I was still in shape to get back to the finals, whether John or Victory won. But uh, yeah. it was nice not to have to double dip in the finals for sure. Yeah, I imagine. Sure. <laughs> has, has it taken time, or was there ever a point where playing him, there was too much of that, you know, he's my hero in your head? type of thing did that ever happen and, and how did you get over that over the course of time he's always played like god against me it's like he practices it's ridiculous <laughs> seriously like the first time we played uh he beat me 15 to 2 he played at big dogs um a while ago he beat me like 9 to 1 he did, we all know what shane can do yeah. and look what he did to alex calderon he beat him 9 to 0 in about 20 minutes yep right and yep. that's what he used to do to me all the time um but until you start putting packages back on, he's just going to keep doing it. So, um, like I said, I just just try not to miss, play as perfect as you can, make sure the balls are frozen when you're right, right good, and let everything land where it may. But yeah, it's it's nice to get past him because um, not past him, not past him. But it was nice. It was nice to, was <laughs> nice nice to, to beat win a match. Yeah, yeah, it was nice nice to beat him. Um, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easier any other time that I play. Right, right. He's a, I think he's the toughest player to beat in the world because he has such a high team. We got a question from one of our Patreons, uh, Tyler and Nate Tam. He says, there's no denying that your break, no matter what the format, is one of your strongest assets. What's your process for honing in your break before and during a tournament? Um, yeah, shout out to Nate. I know he's one of my biggest fans. He's always uh, yeah. commenting and making posts and stuff. So um, I see that stuff all the time. But um, – there's so many variables to the break. There's speed, there's spin, there's draw, there's top spin, there's, you know, 10 ball, how much is your bridge elevated, how long is your bridge, where your grip hand is. There's so many variables, how thick you're hitting the rack. So it's just trial and error, just putting the hours in, figuring it out. Um, and I didn't figure out this break until like the last probably two or three matches, to be honest. Um, but once I figured out the spot and I started really hitting them the way I wanted to, good things happen. I had a hard time getting the three-point roll, no matter how hard I hit them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in Shane's match, I had a three-point fall, and I thought I was going to lose the set because of it. Yeah. You started off coming out like a freight train, Tyler. I think it was like 6-0 against Shane. You know, when he starts, and I think it was 6-0, and then – uh, I think you got seven also pretty quickly thereafter, even though he had gotten a, a, a one on his belt. But at yeah. what point did you think, you know, he's he's coming, you know, he's he's on his way? Because it, it, by the time you knew it, it was it was neck and neck. You always know he's coming, man. <laughs> he's yeah, always yeah. Coming. <laughs> like you're you're just you're just not gonna beat the guy. You're not gonna keep him under four or five in a race of the nine very often, right? Because he's so smart, he pushes out good, he moves good, he banks good, he breaks good. He, he's one of the best ball pocketers. He, you don't expect to keep him in the chair. So I've learned to just expect to have 
you know, the fight at the end. He had momentum in the end, and luckily he broke dry. He should have won, and he knows it, you know. So, um, like I said, I got, I got lucky he broke dry. He should have had me again. And I didn't really make any mistakes. I didn't miss a ball. Yeah. Right? No. So no, I, I missed a jump shot. That's it. Do you feel like playing on the matchroom, you know, uh, tour regularly, those four-inch pockets and, and those conditions just kind of helps it be that much easier once you go back to a pole room and you're back playing on, on a standard diamond? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, you're as good as your tolerances are, right? So I don't – like, this isn't like an ego thing, but I think if all the pool players were to switch and play snooker in three or four years, we could all run out on the snooker table because our tolerances would change based on the distance and the big, the smaller pockets and everything. So the players are going to adapt, right? I think if, if – I had a snooker table growing up. If Shane had a snooker table growing up, we'd all be shooting just as straight, right? I'm not going to say like Ronnie or like world championship level, right? That'd be that'd be insane. But um, to say that we couldn't, you know, adjust and play those games well is kind of crazy to me with the amount of hours we played. Yeah. 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 So then take us through the final. Um, you know, really steamrolled with Holly mm-hmm. in the final. What was you know. How did that match work out so well for you? I was just uh, just committed to shoot, you know, the right shot. I, was, I wanted to stay aggressive, make him know that um, if you leave the shot, I'm shooting. Um, just I think the the best way to win these, especially these nine ball tournaments, is to just take the bulls by the horn and just run out, right? Yeah. Um, I could have played safe in the first rack. I, I made a jump shot and ball landed on the rail and I tried a, a putt shot down the long rail. Uh, I missed it. But I think it set a tone that, you know, I, I shot a tough shot right away instead of ducking. So I think even though he won that game, he felt that I, I was going to stay offensive the whole set, no matter what. And he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you beat the guy 9-1. to one. You played perfect pool that whole afternoon. You know, I was there during that Raid match and I thought, I thought you were you were donezo until he fired at that one whatever it was one something combo and then just sold out, um, yeah. which which really had me scratching my head. But you know, Mike talked about these big wins, wins like Roberto Vitali, but you know, beating Shane and Sky when you're in the hunt for Moscone Cup spot um, says a lot about where you are today. You know, obviously Jeremy was playing in that tournament. He had something to say about your game uh, over the last couple of days, just saying how strong of a performance it was. What does that make you feel like knowing that, you know, you're, you're, you're thought of real highly when it comes to the guy who's in charge of, of making picks for Team USA? Yeah, of course. Um, like I said, Jeremy's one of the smartest players in the, in the industry. So um, just to, to have his support is awesome. Um, and I remember him saying on the podcast last year, um, the one that I was with you in, uh, at Mandalay Bay, he said that Tyler and Skyler are going to be the heart of this team for a long time. So just just hearing hearing that from from Jeremy it just gives you a lot of confidence. It actually makes you relax a little bit, and it's his belief in you. Just saying, hey, relax, go out there, play your singles events, do your job, and you know we'll see you in December. So he hasn't told me that, but that's kind of how I interpret, you know, what he's saying. Uh, is it kind of hard Skylar. not to get it? Is it difficult to not get ahead of yourself and think, you know, I pretty much got a spot locked up, whether it's points no, it's, or selection? It's, it's never, it's never locked up because if you're playing bad, he shouldn't pick you. Right. Right. He, it's his, I mean, he gets a bonus if, if, I don't know if people know this, but the coaches get a bonus if we win too. So 
So, right. I mean, he, he has, it's, it's in his best interest to pick the guys that are in stroke at the end of the year. So. Well, listen, you thought I gave the WPA hell. Let him keep you off the team, and then we'll see where the storm, <laughs> where, where the storm's at, buddy. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're, I'm kidding. We're going to have Jeremy on probably tomorrow night, hopefully. Um, but, no, you're playing some great pool, Tyler, you know, and you're hitting the gear at a, at a right time. Me and Mike talked about this, you know, yesterday. It's different playing – playing decent in January versus playing great in September, you know, heading into that home stretch. Um, where's, where do you think, where do you think your ceiling is coming into this gauntlet of events coming up? What's your schedule like? Are you going to be attending uh, the events internationally? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to all the events. Uh, Shane and I are going to us open Qatar, mm -hmm. Vietnam, Austria, Wolfsden international. Open. So, and then ceiling, I don't think there is a ceiling. Right. You just keep pushing, keep pushing, you know, would, you know, five or 10 years ago, did we ever think there was going to be a eight four, a 840 barbell player? Probably not. Yeah. Right. There's going to be an 850, 860, 870, 880. It'll get up there. The players are just going to keep pushing the boundaries, keep, keep getting better. Yeah. I think it was after someone ran the four minute mile, nobody thought right. it could be done. It was humanly impossible. And then once one person did it, then there were like eight people that did it within the next year. Right. So I think you just have to have that belief and uh, just keep cruising. So, you know, it was hard not to notice in Europe uh, that you played well and Johan was was on the rail. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what kind of things did you guys talk about, work on when you were over there? What did you take away from it? Was Did it have as big an impact as it looked like it had? So I think I, I started to hit this gear. I flew him in when I played Mora in Louisville and we worked together for a week and just got back to doing the things that I used to do that we used to do um, when we trained together. Not that I stopped doing it, but he can see things that I might not see. Right. right? And these little reminders here, these little reminders there, you know, focus on your process, yada, yada, yada. He has this whole spiel that he gives me. And it's not the same every time, obviously, or else I'd write it down and just read it myself <laughs> every day. <laughs> But um, yeah, he's just uh, he's one of my best friends. He, he keeps me calm. Uh, I'm, it doesn't matter if we're just out to eat talking about non-pool-related stuff. It's nice to hang around with somebody that gets it, right? Right. Um, where he just understands you know, what's going on. He, he, he lived with Niels forever and trained him and got him to his first world title. And uh, I think when you feel good, you play good. And when, we're, when we're around each other, we're laughing, having a good time. Uh, training hard, but also staying in the right mindset. So, yeah, I think uh, I started playing well after the Mora match, during the Mora match. And then I played edgy. Um, that was a nice win as well. Um, just big confidence boosters, these, these big matches that I've been playing. And uh, me and my state coach are looking for some more. We just want to stay in action because we stay sharp. They're fun. They're exciting. Get the adrenaline going. Yeah. Uh, get the momentum going to these big tournaments. You learn a lot. I think that's why Shane's as good as he is because he plays these huge, huge matches. He races to 100, 120, 150, and he's got more experience than all of us. Right. So I would love to do that, but it seems like you play one match and everybody wants a spot afterwards. Right. <laughs> Where when, when Shane and players. Alex used to play each other, when Shane and Alex used to play each other, Alex would lose and he'd follow Shane to the next city. 
Shane would lose and he'd follow Alex and they, they, they would never give spots. They would just keep playing even because they both thought they were better than each other. Right. One race to 21 or one race to 50 or one race to 100, that doesn't mean who the better player is, right? right? right. So, yeah, now, like, when I lost to John, I didn't ask for a spot. I flipped the coin and I played again. When I lost to Edgy, I didn't ask for a spot. I just I told my stake horse, I said, hey, bet double. He can't win, right? And he goes, okay. He went over and made the game. Right. So um, I just, I, I, you have to go back home, make adjustments, work on a couple of things and go back and fix them. And then nobody's going to beat you. I joked around when I hit you up the morning after the Texas open and was asking you when you can come on. And I ended it with saying, you know, get your ass back to work. But I want to know what, when did you really get back to work uh, shortly after celebrating or was there even any celebration? Um. I saw the well, I saw the prime rib picture. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We were playing. Yeah, Margaret had a prime rib. I had a ribeye. Yeah. Um, we were playing three fishing last night. We went down to the pool and we hit some balls. So, um, and that's a game I love to play. I, we don't we don't have a table at our home pool room anymore, um, but it's a game that I think everybody should play. Just learn that cue ball, and we can all learn more about the cue ball. I don't yeah. care who you are. So I was showing Margaret the different types of strokes. Like you can hit the same part of the object ball with a different stroke and have it go in two different spots with the same tip position, with the same speed. So it's, it's pretty cool. And she's, I think for women players, women should really play three position yeah. because it's going to teach them a lot that the men know that you don't see in the women's game. Interesting. We talked about the Moscone Cup earlier, Tyler, and uh, there was another event that was going on that was a ranking event in Turning Stone. You know, what? why did you make the decision to come to the Texas Open versus heading out there to uh, New York? Shane was here. Elaborate. That's why. He's the best player in the world. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Um, I guess you could say ducking. Right. I don't look at a schedule and avoid the best players. I want to see where they're at and go. Um, and I'm not going to the Turning Stone Racking Championships either. <laughs> so. There it is. <laughs> but if Shane, if Shane was at Turning Stone, I probably would have gone to Turning Stone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, him and I have both agreed that we're not going to go back. I know he's won a bunch, um, but it's 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 ridiculous, man. The the fact that the break is the most important part of pool, like the most important shot. If we're getting shots, look what Scholar did to Copenhagen, right? 10-0, just like that. He broke good, didn't miss. Koa's got no chance. So to let your opponent, who doesn't have your best interest in mind, racking for you on the most important shot of the game is just ridiculous. This is not the 90s. It's not the 80s. Like, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Interesting. Well, it's Absolutely. not. It's it's not interesting, Mike. That that's it's it, a lot. A lot. A lot of players feel that way. But congratulations no, to Federer on on winning it. Um, Tyler, congratulations on a great turning stone. You you not only won. But you Texas won it. Open. Texas Open. Sorry, Texas Open. Sorry, it's been a long week. Um, you not only won, but you won in style, man. You won over a lot of fans with the way you played the game. You you were as sharp as I've ever seen your game be, Tyler. You know, and that means like and it's it's no coincidence that you happen to win it. But it was just different the way that she kind of walked around that table, and you knew you were out, man, every single time. So yeah, it means a lot coming for you, man. Uh, congrats to you as well, building the platform you have. And uh, the business model you have, it's pretty cool. Pool needed somebody like you in it, doing doing what you're doing. So it's pretty sweet. And Mike, I'm, Mike, you just keep it up. You're the, you're you're doing great as well. Thank you. So it's, yeah. it's, it's all fun. It's all good. 
I want to no, bring nobody over. Gives, nobody gives Molina his flowers. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I'm not going to be on anyone's uh, Christmas card list. That's for sure. But you know, we <laughs> we we do what we can do for you guys. And and the, at the end of the day, I'm I'm about talking about the game and talking about great players. And you know, we can put drama and bullshit to the side to just celebrate. You know what you got going on. You know, and um, it wasn't like you beat you beat sky at the texas open to me that's better than beating shane in the in the hot seat because sky lives at the texas open sky has won the texas open that's like his backyard yeah. he does very well at that event with a huge home crowd there behind him i don't think people understand what a win like that you know really does to to someone's mental game and and, and physical game so um big win but i want to bring in another champion one that you were with let me see if she's if she can turn her video on one that you were with before you headed out to the Texas Open, the ladies champion, yeah. uh, Miss Sophia Mass. Sophia, welcome. Hello. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me what tips Margaret and Tyler gave to you while y'all were hanging out in Seattle to to put you over the edge. Tell me what what tipped the scales. Um, to beat everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was no prisoners with them. They were so much fun. Um, just, it, it was such a good experience. Yeah. Tyler, Mike, what do you got for Tyler? Mike, I thought you had a question for him. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Tyler, what, what was it like seeing her win the Texas Open while you were sitting there, you know, one, one table over? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool seeing, uh, you know, both the junior girls, you know, battling out. I know they're good friends, so it was cool to see them, yeah. you know, duke it out. Sophia played. On, I think you won the first set, 7-0, right? Yeah. yeah. Can she hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she can. I think, yeah. I, think I heard her yeah. cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we might have we might have lost Tyler because he froze up on us. But, Tyler, we appreciate you for coming on. We'll get you on out of here. Uh, Sophia, I think your audio might be a little a little crackly. So let's uh, try, to, try to refresh for me and see if you can come back in. All right? Okay. Okay. Well, boy, Mike, that was that was a, a big uh, a big refreshing uh, conversation with, with with Tyler. And one thing that I really respect about him is just how he just shoots you straight. You never have to um, understand where where he stands. Yeah, and and you can see the maturity level. Not that he was you know immature before, but you can see his growth as a player and and confidence and and being able to talk about what it's what's in front of him. Um, you know, he's a straight shooter and he's, you know, you just see him, his game and his whole mentality reaching a different level, which is really good. I, I could not agree with you more, buddy. Sophia, uh, you know, what, what things do you take away when you're hanging out with, you know, top talented, not just male players or women players, but a combination of both and, and the, uh, power couple that is the Styers. Um, I take all the advice I can get and um use it to my game especially like since they support us so much um they've like watched us and they're seeing us grow um they just teach us more of how to grow our game and be at their level yeah well you're getting there in a hurry yeah no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. I had uh, I had asked Nick to ask you a few questions after your win, but uh, which I appreciate you for answering them and Nick for the help as well. Um, but one of those things was, you know, you started off the event 
uh, with 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 the loss. You know, that was your very first match right out the gate. Uh, you know, how discouraged were you, or did how did you stay positive and upbeat after after taking that that first loss, uh, starting out the the Texas Open Women's Division? I was definitely discouraged. Um, I just played really bad, and like I didn't know if I could like my body could do it with because my dad said yeah you have to win 10 matches to win this thing and, but, <laughs> is that what he said is yeah. that what he told you? oh gosh yeah that's that, oh, that's that, that's we number did. one thing not to do in the coaching manual yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like so much or like even like made it so much more difficult in my mind and uh i was really discouraged but also that kept me positive was Nick. He would always, always watch my matches and um, support me and just like, i look at him. He would always be smiling at me and, <laughs> and stuff like that. He would always help me stay confident throughout the matches. Yeah. Well, it's Dude, good to be 15 years old if you have to play 10 matches. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Um, does your, does your goals kind of shift there or what were your goals leading into it? You know, seeing the player field as it was, or, you know, were you kind of like, let me just try to get to, you know, the second day or, you know, where, where was your, where was your head at, um, after the beginning? Um, I definitely wanted to try and make it to the money, especially losing my first match. I never expected yeah. to win with, cause the money wasn't as bad, uh, to get to as the finals. And so that was probably my goal. Um, that was that was my goal to get to the money, but definitely not to win. Let, let me bring back in Tyler, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll get him out of here. Tyler, I don't know what happened, man. We we we, we lost you. Yeah, it went out for a second. I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but listen, we appreciate you for coming on, Tyler, um, for making time for us, and and uh, you know it was a real pleasure to all of us for being able to watch. And I, I was lucky enough to be able to hang out for a couple of days, but. Um, you know, just, just a massive win, man. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the best uh, in your upcoming events as well. Yeah, look forward to seeing you at the U.S. Open. Thanks, Fortunate Kaita. It, uh, it was an awesome tournament. Uh, Sophia, really good job. Way to stay strong in that final set. I mean, winning the first set is actually, it's it kind of happens because you know you have to win too, right? But the pressure really hits when you start the second one. So you, you, you stayed strong and you know, continue to play the same way you did in the first one. You, you got it done. So good job, kiddo. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank All you. right, buddy. We, we will see you soon. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. I like I like Tyler. I agree with you, Mike. That guy has just matured quite a bit. His game just, you know, peaking at the at the right times as well. Uh, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about the road getting into the final before we get to the final because you had some real difficult opponents. I was watching that bracket kind of develop. You beat – uh, I think it was Tina Malm. You beat uh, Jennifer Kraber, who, you know, they may not be known on the world stage, but they are very strong regional very strong players. players. Yeah. Very strong players. Uh, you know, how, how did you fade them and, and how did you come away with the victory? Because I, I, I could have sworn I heard you got a couple of Hill Hill wins. Yeah, um, I think it was Julie. I got a Hill Hill win. Um, I was up like five to two, and then it started going downhill, and she was shooting really well. Like, she was running out everywhere, and she was on the hill first, and then she luckily scratched, and then I got out, and then we kept going back and forth on the eight, and she left it kind of on, in the pocket, and then I got that um, Hill Hill match. And then after that, I had to play Tina, and I ended up being down four to zero into a race right. 
happened, and she just she didn't miss a ball the first four racks. She played safe, and I would kick, or I'd miss it, or I would hit it, and it would leave her something. She didn't miss a ball the first four racks, and then I took my break, and I was just in the bathroom, and I'm like, like this is just crazy, and um, the, she should have went up five to zero, but she hooked herself on the um, seven ball. And so I got that game, and then uh, I started to come back, and it started to go into my momentum, and I broke and ran on the hill. So that match, and then after that, I played Jennifer Kraber. She played very well, um, but I felt like my breaks were doing pretty good, so I felt like um, I had a, a bunch of break and runs in that match, and then um, I ended up taking the win. I think it was 7-2. to two. And then I had to play Chris Fields, and up being six. Another zero. strong player. Yeah, she played really good. I was up six zero, and then she started to come back. I was getting a little nervous. Um, <laughs> she's, I was like, like, I would kept missing the last balls, and then she would get out, and my heart was just beating and racing, especially being up six zero. And I think it was like seven to three, and then I had to play. Who did I play? Maybe uh, was Sophia after that? I'm sorry, Savannah? No. Well, Savannah was just in the final. Oh, it was uh, Nicole. I think that was her name. Wasn't yeah. it? The, uh, the, the semifinal. She was the one yeah. that was in the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. Or lost the hot seat match, rather. Um, she played very well, too. She was the nicest person ever. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, and, like, women are always so to have fun with but once it comes down to the game you have to um focus on the game but um she played very well but kind of took the lead and it crumbled from there and then it went to the finals with savannah of all the two ladies to match up you two who have a lot of history with one another who played each other quite a bit out in quincy it couldn't have been written any better by by Pinozo here having <laughs> having you two matching up in the finals of the Texas Open it was uh, unbelievable uh just just to be able to get to that kind of match um but do you feel like all of these events that you're playing the you know uh, WPBA events these you know strong open women's events do you feel like this is what's helping get your game to the next level um I do especially playing like different people and um, different levels of people. Um, I, I can, if I watch the pros, like I always like watch through back matches or um, watch through their matches and see what they do differently than I do. And I feel like that would that helps me get to the next as I and put it into my game because um, I was probably doing the wrong shot and they did it better. And so mm -hmm. I think it, it's helping me go to the next level and like playing Wei Wei all the time or Christina and Margaret I've played, um, I think it's definitely helping. Yeah. Well, then you get to the final and you're playing Savannah, who you know so well. So if you get into a situation like that, especially having to win twice, did you feel more comfortable playing someone you know that well as opposed to someone you don't know well, or did it make you more nervous? Um, I felt, I think I felt comfortable. It, I know her game, and I know um, how to play. Like if I know their game, I kind of know how to play them. Right. And, um, so I kind of felt comfortable with it. And uh, she, 
I just try to play more safes on her um, to get ball in hand so I could run out. And then my breaks were pretty good the first set. And so I, w I would um, run out from there. So I was definitely more comfortable with playing her. And especially since we played thousands of times. <laughs> Seems like it. Yeah. 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 One one thing that I noticed throughout the event, Sophia, was that it looked like your delivery changed. Um, it wasn't it wasn't as quick. Maybe it was the eyes were full of me. But what is are your mechanics or how you're approaching the game when you're playing? Has has that been a, a point of focus uh, recently? Yeah, um, I try to look through more shots and um, like be when I was playing um, like my first match. I playing much defense and Nick and my dad were pointing that out and so um, I knew if I played defense I I got probably like five three uh three fouls and like the other matches um oh. after that and wow. I, like I was playing really good defense like and I never knew that I needed to put that input into my game I knew how to play defense but not like if I had a shot on the ball and then play defense because I can't get to the next ball, like not just make it. That's what I started to do and take more time on the shots um, to find that defense and get ball in hand and run out. That's what I changed through this um, tournament. Uh, th those are big changes. You know, I remember seeing even guys like Jason, you know, who was all offensive, you know, when he was first coming over here and kind of adapting his game to being more, I don't want to say defense first because he's always going to be an aggressive player, but just making the more proper decision, the right, the right shot versus just trying to make the ball and maybe try to do something a little fancier. It shows maturity. It shows evolution of your game. And I'd imagine a pretty big part in you becoming uh, the youngest Texas open champion. D yeah. Did you know that going into the final that, you know, either one of you guys were going to be the youngest ever? No, I had no clue. Um, <laughs> yeah. How many 15-year-olds did you think win it before you? I, uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, that was incredible. Like 50 years is crazy. Like, And especially like starting at 10 only five years ago, I would have never imagined I would be here. Never. Yeah. Yeah. It's great stuff. Well, what, what were you hoping to – to get to then like when you flew back into town because i know you played in the doubles with nick and then you left and you came back but what were you what was your goal starting off the the tournament um to probably level up like uh, every tournament i um try to do better than the last and um I like the honesty and no like like when i practice i want to um do my struggles and then find a way that I can input it into the matches. And so I know that I can actually do it. And I definitely taught myself this weekend that I can do anything. <laughs> now you're dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I had no clue I could do this and I showed myself that I could. It's, it's a good lesson to learn, right? <clears throat> Are you playing in Michigan? I am, yes. I okay. Do you have goal? Do you have a goal set for Michigan? Because um, you won the last one, so leveling up is it's, yeah. That, okay. That'll be a big step in Michigan. Oh, I was thinking Alabama. Sorry, I'm going oh, to Michigan. Oh, Iron, oh, Iron, Iron City. City, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to Iron City. That's a WPBA event. 
Uh, my goal for that event is to make it in the money because I'm always one out of the money. <laughs> <laughs> The WPVA, so that's my main goal to get into the money. Okay. Well, I like your chances, kid. Just seeing if your game is getting even better, uh, I'd imagine that you know your your finishes are going to continue to improve on every level. You know, I I made a, a a post before the finals, you know, complimenting you and and Savannah, you know, saying these aren't two great junior players; these are two you know great players, and I think you guys are showing that on every stage like it's one thing to be a good story right and you girls are easy to root for it's another thing to prove that hey we're we're great opponents on the pool table and uh you know you got all of our congratulations and and respect uh because of the way you play the game yeah mike you got you got anything else buddy just want to know what kind of schoolwork she's working on these days. boy, Get after her, Mike. Get after her, Uncle Mike. <laughs> I I do online school, and so I could travel and um, do school and finish the work before I play so I don't have to work. Yeah. How how do you, how many hours a day do you spend in schoolwork? Um, probably not much, like maybe three hours, depending on the week. Yeah. And sometimes I finish on Wednesday, and so okay. I don't work on Thursday or Friday. Okay. It's different depending on the week, how much work we have. Yeah. So wh where are you at now? What do you mean? And like, what, where, and, physically. And, and oh, physically, yeah, yeah. I'm in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> what? And so, what are you? What is a Florida girl doing in Denver, Colorado? <laughs> Snow skiing. Yeah, right. Celebrating. I know, right? We we ate um, some good food and <laughs> training for world with Sam. Yeah, training for the worlds. Yeah, you're excited <laughs> for that, I bet. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Now, have you played in the worlds before? Um, you I played, played once, right? Yeah, I played in Puerto Rico last year. The year okay. before, we go to Austria, but then we ended up going because of right. COVID. Right. Now, when you played last year and you saw these junior players from Asia and from Europe playing, what what was your takeaway from that? What did you think? Was was it intimidating? Were they a lot better than you thought they would be? Um, you know, what was going through your mind when you when you run into these kids from foreign countries who you don't know much about? Um, I try to go into every match positive, especially not knowing who they are. Uh, I never like I never win every tournament and. Which they played very, very well, and like I'm not, like you said, I, they you said they um, they play very, very well, and I didn't know going into it, so I don't I don't know how I really felt. I just I always try to stay positive. Anybody, yeah. play and I play the I play the table, not the opponent. So yeah. Sorry, okay. I, I got I got my daughter cleaning out my my desk over here, getting all the pennies, nickels, and quarters <laughs> while I'm while I'm live. She doesn't can't get after her, so she's just loading up her piggy bank here. Uh, no, hey, listen, yeah, she's awesome, she's awesome. But uh, no, Sophia, listen, congratulations. Uh, we wish you all the best, like we did, Tyler. Um, it's pretty awesome, man. Like it's that's a. Texas Open has a lot of history, a lot of great names um, that you'll be on a list on a on a list of, and um, you'll be forever remembered. You know, there was that cue that James made, had every winner of the Texas Open for the last fifty years. And when it comes to the women's division, 
you'll be included in that list. So that's pretty yeah. sweet, man. Cool stuff. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> well, we hope to have you on again soon. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by. Make sure and get your schoolwork done. Work hard, <laughs> practice hard. And uh, hopefully we'll be following up with you pretty soon, Sophia. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. See you. All right, Mike. That was pretty good, buddy. Pretty, that was great pretty... stuff. I mean, you know, you, you're seeing, you know, player like Tyler kind of grow up in front of your eyes, you know, mature more, um, you know, and then you see someone like Sophia come out of 16, who's 15, who, um, you know, is so uh, level-headed and dialed in and, and understanding and really, you know, articulates her thoughts well. Um, you know, these young kids that are playing, they're, they're, they're little adults, <laughs> you know, their, their game is at that level and their mentality is at that level and they are growing up in a hurry. Um, and I think these are, you know, you don't know with, with a lot of these kids who are 13, 14, 15, is pool going to be their life for the rest of it? But whether it is or not, you know, right. they're learning these life skills and dealing with other people and dealing with adversity and tough situations and believing in themselves and all that kind of stuff. This is stuff that's going to, that's going to carry them and help them through their entire lives. I mean, you see kids like Savannah and Sophia and you talk to them and you're like, I don't care what these kids do when they grow up, they're going to be, their game's going to be tight. No, without a doubt. I couldn't agree with you more. And they're, they, this generation of player is just, and especially these girls because of the successes they're having are under that much more of a microscope to be kind of like judged for better or worse online when it comes right. to things. And I'd imagine that's not easy to go and, and deal with Mike, no, not at know? all. Yeah. So um, they're just getting even stronger here. They're getting stronger on the table. It's, it's very, you've been, you know, keeping an eye on junior players a lot longer than I have, but it's pretty cool to kind of see them go from, like I remember seeing them play last year at junior nationals and before the final um, Savannah had said, I never beat her. I've never beaten her before talking about Sophia and yeah. she wins, she wins that. And of course they had their epic, you know, clash out in Quincy, just, yeah. you know, whatever it was a month and a half ago. And then to, you know, see that those two of all two, you know, out in the Texas, final of the Texas open. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty it's strong. Pretty, it's pretty sweet. You can't help but be fans of them. And plus they're yeah. good kids too. Yeah. You know? So um, anyhow, uh, Mike, great show today. We're going to have uh, a lot more coming up. I'm going to try to get Federer on. Um, likely we're going to get Jeremy Jones on in the next couple of days. Um, I'd imagine, well, th yeah, the drama is, is not done yet. Um, but you no, know, today was it. no far from taking yeah. a day off. <laughs> Let's take a day off. <laughs> I don't know. I, I reached out to someone and they said, well, uh, uh, Pinozo already reached out. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to kind of pick your brain on that off the air okay. before we go and have more. Uh, opinions on the air. So uh, keep your notifications on. We're going to be live a lot over the next couple of days. Um, I'm glad to be home, but uh, we'll be in your home uh, pretty soon. So thanks so much, everybody, for stopping by, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. See you later.